For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. E.D. Yo. Groundbreaking week in the NFL, man. A lot to get to. Yeah, yeah. A lot to get to on this show. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Um, we mentioned a groundbreaking moment. Uh, we mm-hmm. also we also got uh some trade rumors. Wouldn't be wouldn't be the off season without a trade rumor or a trade projection <laughs> for that matter. Um, so there that part, and then also uh Craig Nivar will stop by. He's the safeties coach at USC who. Coach Talanoa Hufunga, fifth-round pick of the Niners in the most recent NFL draft. He'll stop by and check in with us. We'll talk to him a little bit about Talanoa, the type of player that the Niners are getting, and, and, and if he'll be able to get his hands on some balls like he did when he was down there fighting on for SC. Of course, as always, we want to remind you to get involved with the show. You can hit us up. On social media, I'm at R. Haylock on Twitter. He is at underscore Eric Davis underscore. And on Instagram, I'm at Watch Ray Ray, and he is at underscore Bump and Run. As always, we are brought to you by Bet Online. The month of June is heating up with a ton of exciting sports action, and Bet Online is where you can find it from basketball and hockey playoffs to baseball's marquee matchups, including prop bets and futures. Bet Online has all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next tip-off, face-off, or pitch, head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Uh, he is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. So, um, a first in the NFL uh, happened over the week, uh, ED. And, and sometimes... Things happen in, in the world of sports that sort of transcend rivalries, transcend uh, whatever heated debates, you know, fan bases may have, this, that, or the other. Um, there's just things that are just way bigger, way more, you know, in, in important uh, than, than those things. And we had one of those moments earlier this week, E.D. 
Uh, Carl Nassib, defensive end for the uh, Las Vegas Raiders now, came out as gay in an Instagram post. Uh, he he talked about, um, you know, his coming out, and then he also made a huge donation um, to a nonprofit foundation as well, uh, which has sparked other donations to the said uh, nonprofit uh, organization. And so uh, by doing so, though, he becomes the first active NFL player um, to come out as gay. And, of course, uh, there was Michael Sam who, um, you know, he had a stint uh, with the Rams, I think maybe a couple other teams, but he, he never made a never made a roster, right? And so NASA was going to be the first active player uh, to come out as gay. Um you played in the league, ED. Uh, what's this moment like for the league? As you were saying, how is this for the league? I think the funny thing is that so much is being made of this. Um, we've had this discussion on the pod, before the pod, after the pod. Um, uh, there, because because the locker room, we always talk about the alpha male syndrome that's in there, and you're right. And, and that that room was all about the hierarchy of the alphas. Who's going to be the alpha of the alphas? Um, now remember that that's a that's a personality trait. That's 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 what that is. That alpha is a personality trait. So for some reason, because it's such a testosterone driven driven sport, and I think football, I think most would agree that a football locker room is more so driven that way than any other professional sports locker room. Um, you know, just the mindset that it takes to play that game. Uh, there's always been this Neanderthal thought of the guys in that room. You know, I've told you before, I, I've said it. I'm on, I'm on film, even though my athlete brand guard, we do it. There was a mental health issue. We were talking about it. I'm, I'm on tape. I'm on wax saying there have been gay guys in the league. There are gay guys in the league and there will be gay guys in the league. So um, I'm glad that NASA, that Carl, um, first of all, the donation, uh, you know, for the suicide prevention and, and, and what he's doing, that's yeah. great. That, he's the, putting, the, he's, the Trevor Project, just to get that name correct, Edie, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but it's, it's, yeah, the, no, no, it's, no. The, it's the Trevor Project, mm-hmm. uh, which is a suicide prevention organization for LGBTQ youth. That, that's, an ex- that's an excellent thing that he's doing, okay? And, 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 it's, and it's, it's a cause that he wanted to put himself out in front of. Obviously, he did that. He wanted to state something, a truth about himself, which is great. Um, and I saw how everyone was jumping on. And, and the only thing that I have to say, uh, because you, you man, live your life, be happy. Like I said, I've had gay teammates. We knew at times, at times we didn't. It's okay. Who cares? I couldn't, I'm concerned because, like I said, I, I knew guys, I didn't, I didn't know who of my teammates, who, who they were dating. I didn't, I didn't know whether, whether they were gay or straight. I didn't know who most of my teammates, who they were dating and who they were seeing and what they were doing. I didn't care. What I cared about was if you are an offensive lineman, can you block? Yeah. If you're a receiver, can you catch? If you're a DB, can you cover? Can you do your job, right? <laughs> that's, that's, that's was my concern, um, and that's most guys' concerns. Uh, so this the, the locker room is the world. There's nothing that's happening to men in that room that aren't happening to men everywhere in every job, in every walk of life. 
you have the same concerns, you have the same cares, you want to take care of your family, you want to be safe, you want a great working environment, you want to be respected for the job that you do. And I think that, that for the most part, that is the locker room. Just you, you're going to have some conflicting ideas just like you do everywhere else. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to stop right here and let you jump in. But I have one more thing to say after this. But, but I think that that's, that's how it is. So um, the league, um, it's interesting, some of the comments of the way they're coming out, like it's this great day. I, it's just the world. It's just moving on. This isn't 1950 NFL. It's 2021 NFL, and this is the world now. Something that you said very, is very, um, very profound in the sense that this isn't necessarily the the Neanderthal um, life life anymore, or whatever, or, or time, or Stone Age anymore, right? Uh-huh. And, and I think. Uh-huh. I think you've seen so much acceptance of Carl from other NFL players since he's come out. And I think a part of that has to do with the conversation that this new generation that's coming up now, um, they've been brought up in such a way that uh, this is just a part of their life, right? Whereas before, mm-hmm. you know, you could talk about the 50s and 60s, it, it, you know, it was certain things that you, you know, you, it was left unsaid or maybe you just didn't talk about it or, or this, that, or the other. Um, you know, maybe the shaming of it, this, that, and the other. People just didn't talk about it. I think I think it, it becomes, um, players have become more accepting of it today just because this is what they know, Right. And, uh, yeah, and, and, different, different, different is not time, wrong. right? And, yeah, and, that, you know, yeah. I think the whole, I really had to take a step back and say, really, what is this about at the end of the day? And I think ultimately, um, it's about love, man. Right? I mean, at the end of the day, right? Like we're we're all called to love, right? And, and I think that's the most important thing. And and, and that love shouldn't have any, like it shouldn't it shouldn't matter what color, creed sexual orientation this that or the other um you know i know a lot of people have their own religious beliefs and and they throw and they throw that in there and look i'm a man of faith myself but i think ultimately at the end of the day like it's not on me like it's my job to love right like it's not it's not it's none of my business what people do right it's none of my business how how people want to live their lives what decisions people want to make like ultimately it's all about love and spreading love and by doing so i think that's why this why inclusion is so important right because it's saying like look I'm here for you, right? No, no matter what it is, no matter what's going on, right? Like, I, like I got your back. Like, none of that other stuff really matters. And I think, at the end of the day, um, I think that's really what it, that's really what it boils down to. And 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 being a parent myself, right? Like, yeah, I, I give you another story. Um, Summer just turned two, right? And so, we just, she's a little pandemic baby. She's been in the house this whole time, right? Like, I think this all <laughs> this whole thing started. She was like nine months, yeah. right? So like yeah. she, she's been in the house literally this whole time, and so you know we just started to kind of go out and, and and do some things. So we took her to the aquarium on uh, last week on Saturday, and so um, she walks up to this other little girl inside the aquarium. Um, uh, and the girl, the little girl, just happened to be Asian, right? Summer walks into her. First of all, it's 
very embarrassing on the part of her parents, right? She walked just all in her personal space, right? Just like, <laughs> just there's like no, you, like no rule, right? Like, and me, 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 and my wife are like, oh my gosh, no, like Summer, come here, like you can't just crowd this little girl or whatever, right? But she walks up to her and she's just happy and giggly, and she gives her like she gives her a hug, right? Like she tried to give her a hug like two different times, and. It's just the beauty of just being able to see the world through a child's eyes, right? Like, she didn't see mm-hmm. color. She didn't see gender. She didn't see anything. All she saw was another little girl that looked like her, right? And and just being happy just to be out in that situation. Like, she just wanted to give her a hug, right? You know and, what? Can I, can I stop you for one second before you finish your – so don't lose your track. You know what? That That's the one thing I disagree with as a kid. We, we with the kids we always say that the kids don't see color they just see someone like them no they do they see the difference they don't care that's been people like i don't see color then you don't see me you don't see that because the color that color is a part well, of yeah the I, 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 that's the a kids, better way to so, put it yeah so, yeah so yeah. i know yeah. what you're saying the kids see your, your daughter saw it she it didn't matter it just it didn't, didn't matter didn't change, exactly it didn't change it didn't it didn't in one it not one ounce of that not one milliliter of that made her stop wanting to be with that person. So yeah. that's that's the thing that we all lose. That that yeah that that that's the thing. And I think that and, and that's the thing. It's not yeah. And, and we, you hear people say that all the time, like, like like we don't see color this that and the other. But it's not about not seeing it. It's just that it just it just did not matter right at that point in time right. It just de- mm-hmm. de- just doesn't matter. Um, just doesn't matter to her right. And so I think, and, and that was just so profound um to me and it had it had my mom getting a little emotional as well as we were telling her the story (laughs) and you know i mean and that's just what that's just what that's just what it is right that's just how that's just how that's how that's just how life should be right like we we um exactly it's it and at the end of the day like it all comes back to love man like you know and, and and if we if we spread it more love than hate this world would be a whole lot better place because in all actuality it's harder to hate somebody than it is to love them. It takes really, a lot more energy. It really yeah. it takes a whole lot more energy to hate somebody than to love them. And if if we really just tapped into that, you know, it it'll it'll make this place a whole lot better. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, you know, I want to say one more thing, and we can put a button on this because you know we know how we feel about it. This I haven't heard, and because everyone, as I said, the NFL is coming out talking about these statements i've heard all the talking heads come out and like how difficult it had to be for carl to sleep at night and and to be in the locker room and hide this hide this um secret and and to to not be able to live his life and be who he is um i I just want to say to everyone out there that's assuming for nasa um let him talk i'm waiting to hear if he decides to say something if he doesn't decide to say say something and what I'm getting at is, who's to say that Nassif has know. spent has spent one day feeling less than that he spent one moment in his life afraid of who he is that he's spent one he spent any time being concerned with what everybody else thought. Um, there, like I said, there are other guys that are out there dating whomever they're dating. No one thinks that the people, okay, is that guy stressed that he's dating four strippers? Is anyone stressed that um, he's got some type of problems going on with his girlfriend? 
Um, you know, we don't think about that, but this guy, he's hiding this secret. The yeah. guy, the guy that's cheating on his wife, the secret he's hiding, no one thinks about that. So what's the, who says that this guy has been feeling again, less than because of his sexuality. So, yeah. so that's, that's, so that's what I, when you talk about the love, that's what brought me to that, that thought right there. When you talk about the love, let's stop assuming that 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 is a less than because that's a part of the conversation that has to you got to strike that that's a part of the thought process that has to be stricken this is the believe in 49ers podcast on the believe podcast network he is super bowl champion eric davis i'm rashawn haylock um we're going to a uh, craig nivar uh coach over at usc he coaches the secondary over there the safeties uh in particular uh and he he was the uh he was there when talanoa hufunga was there mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. last season so uh he's going to join the show hufunga remember the fifth round draft pick of the niners and so um look he, he's a guy that that looks like he can have an impact in the secondary um yes he does yeah and so he, he's a playmaker which yeah. we, all the time we talk about we, getting a playmaker in the secondary. Right? Yeah. You need somebody in the middle of the field. That has been lacking. As good as the defense has been the last few years, that has been lacking. you got to get some turnover. I, I preach it all the time. you got to get some turnovers from that safety position. You have to, and, and it's not happening enough. This guy could possibly help. Pleased to be joined now by USC safeties coach Craig Niver, who – Coach Talanoa Hufunga, fifth-round draft pick of the 49ers in this most recent draft. Coach, appreciate you for taking the time. Thanks for joining us. Um, one thing about this 49ers secondary that uh, Eric and I have talked about a lot over the last year or so is is their inability to, to make plays, to get hands-on balls. And that's something that I saw Talanoa do a lot and at a high level uh, last season. How much do you think that translates? I think as a as a football player, you're instinctual. Uh, some young men are just have that knack. Most of them have that knack because they're really smart football players and can channel that in a positive manner. You'll have guys that will make some flash plays and make some bad plays because they're trying to take risks. I think Telenoa does a good job of anticipating things. It takes calculated risk, and they pay, pay off in positive plays. Coach, you talk about those calculated risks, and I, I played with some safeties. Um, I played with three really good safeties, two of them, Ronnie Lott and Tim McDonald, SC Products. No doubt. And, and those guys would always say, both of them, both of them would say, if you're afraid to make a mistake, you'll never make a play. Those guys also both – um, had the ability to lead other guys and make them play at a higher level. Is this something that Talanova has? Do you think uh, he, this is a guy that can step into the huddle and bring a longer group uh, with that type of leadership? Yeah, I think one thing he's going to do with a younger player, and he probably has already done it with the ability, is the older guys are going to see that this guy's ready to work, this guy's prepared, this guy has the mindset. Uh, of a young professional, obviously he's not a finished product yet, but he's going to come in with that willingness to grind and get after it. And then as he earns his stripes, so to speak, and works through that without a doubt, uh, as time goes on, 
will be a guy that that I think in years to come, younger guys as they become part of the franchise will look up to him and see his work ethic and drive and passion for it. USC safeties coach Craig Niver joining us here on the Believe in 49ers podcast. Coach, um, it, it's been you know documented how Talanoa has done you know a lot of work with uh, Troy Palomalo through the years. He's been sort of a mentor type for him. How have you seen that you know sort of rub off on him you know on the practice field uh, and even in game game situations? Well, I think the the biggest part of his relationship with Troy. Uh, prior to leaving here was just always, like you just said, a good mentor, a good role model, uh, a guy that I know he always talks about when Troy spoke with him when he first got here. He, he put his social media aside and, and didn't really focus on the outside noise. And as you guys know, it, at this level and that level, if you focus on the outside noise, it could sometimes have a negative effect on you on the field. Because in, in that position, you're, you're not going to be, you're not going to bat a thousand. You're going to have mistakes and things like that. You can't let those those uh, linger, which is awesome. And I think what Troy has done for him in training for this is not just train for the combine, not just train for my pro day. Troy trained him for the long haul and instilled the habits and work ethic and things. That, and who knows better role model than, than, than Troy to do that. So I think that's going to really have dividends for him going forward. Uh, as he gets into the season and understanding, as you guys know, an NFL season is a completely different animal than a college season with the league well, and the grind and, and all that. Uh, yeah, that it is. <laughs> that it is. It's a whole different animal. It's a whole different animal, and you have to be prepared for it. And having that mindset helps tremendously. And you just said something um, about work ethic, and you were talking about uh, his understanding in, of, of the game and getting a mentor moving forward. But I like the fact that um, there's a certain belief and um, that you have to have to play this game. Uh, Merton Hanks, that third safety I played with, he was a fifth-round draft pick. Um, you said that, that that we're not working with a finished product right here, but, but Merton had that belief that he was going to be that player when we saw that as a rookie, uh, is that something that, that this kid possesses? Do you know that is he the type player that's going to walk onto that field and you will be able to see immediately that he is going to be a player. I, I, he has the wiring. If he walks in the ring, he walks in the ring to knock your ass out. And I like it. That that's, that's the wiring that is in him. Um, he's not going to back down anything. He's going to accept any challenge, but I think that the unique thing about him, I, I don't, I wouldn't, I didn't went around Troy when he played, but I would very much guarantee that Troy had this mentality. He's going to carry himself that way, but do it extremely in a humble manner, which is, I think, the next level way of guys really respect that. As far yeah. as a guy that's not going to be flashy, look at me or any of that. It's going to be, hey, I'm going to come here to do the work. If you want to, if you want to throw, let's 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 put the freaking gloves off. Let's go bare knuckle and let's get it on. And I love that Rish- mentality. I like it, Rashad. What do I always say? Act like you've been there before, right? Act like so you've that's been there before. That's right. He's 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 expecting to make plays, so he's not gonna. So it, nothing's gonna be strange to him when he does it. I like yep. it. no doubt. And I think that the thing that really evolved, kind of just not coaching himself in this past season, but one thing that. I think he just needed affirmation of and, and was the okay to 
I always say this, slightly color outside the lines. If you feel something there, if you can act upon something that you know because you're prepared from film study, from technique work, from knowing your ability level, if you feel like you could make an impactful play, it's okay to go make it. Take your shot. Shoot or shoot. Take your shot. Go make that play. You know, rather just kind of sitting back and then turning that tape on the next day and go, I wish I would have. I wish I would have. You know, no, go, go pull that trigger. You earned that right. Craig Nivar, our guest here on the Believe in 49ers podcast. Coach, um, as you mentioned, you alluded to, you just spent a whole lot of time with Talanoa, um, you know, kind of just coming over from, from Texas. How, how was he able to make such a quick impression on you? I'm sure the playmaking helped, right? But <laughs> what, what yeah, else was, there? What was What was amazing uh, in, in regard to him, when you talk about the pandemic and the freaking Zoom meetings and all that stuff like that, this dude, I'm not just saying that because you guys have him, this dude is one of the best, students of the game I've been around in 29 years of, of football the other guy who's an old old vet that is still playing because he's that guy is Andrew Sandeo uh, Andrew Sandeo is an extremely smart football player and there's a reason why he's still playing because of that he yeah. has that same mindset he has that same mentality so when we were teaching the defense because you gotta understand we had one day of spring practice one day then the pandemic hits and we don't really get to put helmets and pads back on until late September, early October, whatever that was. So his accountability level to work outside the framework of studying tape, asking questions. I mean, it's, it's I don't know, April 13th during a pandemic. All of a sudden, I got five text messages one day about the meeting we just had yesterday before the next meeting. Coach, what's my fit on this? How do I get better at this? How do I do that? That's how that guy's wired. So he really, he really uh, excelled in that pandemic time because he is such a, a football junkie. That right there is impressive. That's a football player. Yep. Um, I like yeah, that's that's how you take it to the next level and move. I, I'm excited. Everything you're saying about it makes me excited because I have been waiting. Um, I harp when we talk on this show all the time. I've been harping on the fact that yes, I do like the guys that they have in the secondary, but. I feel that they need a playmaker, um, and the game is all about just what you said. It's just about understanding and studying and and um, being able to um, take advantage of that film study and do and do um, and make the plays outside of the lines uh, mm-hmm. when you feel them when they present themselves. Um, how how much of uh, your concepts that that you teach? because I'm always concerned about how soon the guy is going to be ready to get out there on the field. You say he has that mentality to knock you out of the ring, but you got to know who you're going to swing at and where he's coming from, where the danger is coming from. Um, how Your concepts that you have, how, how close are they to NFL concepts so that there, you can be ready to prepare? Here's what's awesome, and, and I think why young men have played in this system are successful at the next level. Uh, the Deshaun Elliott's, the Brandon Jones, the guys that most recently were productive in the system, is that you name the concept, we run it. We, we are not simple. We are not basic. Uh, we're, we, are, we are chaos on the field because we don't want to be in the crosshairs of that offensive coordinator and that quarterback and, and that type of deal. So the versatility that the NFL is looking for, that I need a safety, that I need you to play linebacker on third down, but I need to play in the post on first and second down. 
But on second, I think I can roll you down the box to do something. I need to blitz you. He can do all those things. And I think that's what is awesome of this system preparing young men and, and our coordinator, Todd Orlando, having the foresight four and five years ago when basically it wasn't a third down package to put six and seven DBs on the field. It's the first and second down package if you're playing the, the, the right guy, a quarterback, where you got to have guys that can run. So his adaptability, uh, I think also, uh, I know one NFL team called me and said, hey, or, or gave me the story that they had him sit down and, and they said, okay, here's a concept. I think it's like quarter quarter halves or something basic. Mm-hmm. They taught him the concept and said, fire it back to us. And he did. And they said, okay. And then I assume you're probably going to do this versus a bunch. And I assume you're going to do this versus empty. They didn't cover <laughs> it, but he covered it for him. And then the most impressive part was they had 20 clips of his uh, this past season, good and bad. And they said, take me through what you're taught here and what you're doing and tell me what's going on. And he asked, he goes, do you want to know me or all 11? So I, I love it. Bluff, and they said, okay, let's give us all 11. And five plays into it, 45 minutes later, they're kind of like, all right, we're good. Just tell me you're because we got to get on to another guy in a meeting in like an hour and a half. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that, that, uh, and, and, and honestly, that I think early in his career was almost a detriment because he was too analytical. You got to have a nice mix of, I want to be analytical. I got to stand what the hell's going on, but I got to adapt my ability to the situation on when I can. Um, jump and flash and do those things but yeah. also be smart enough to know that wait a minute i gotta stay within my feet here i can't allow a big time play in the run game especially as far as fits go i can't gamble because the risk reward is too high and that that to me is the innate skill that the, the really good ones have and that takes a, that takes a while to learn as well coach and you're absolutely right i, I and um that's an amazing thing. I didn't realize that all DBs didn't learn football that way. That's the way Ray rolls. Rashawn, we've had this conversation. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's the that's the way my DB coach when I got to the Niners, Ray Roach, taught me football. I didn't I didn't realize that everybody didn't know what all eleven guys that were doing. That, that dude's one of the legends. There's no doubt. Uh, yeah, and I'm saying Ray Bob taught me. Ray, that's the way Ray Bob taught taught us football. That we we he wanted us to know in the secondary what everyone was doing, but it also did. For a while, as you said, it gets you to a point you know what everyone is doing and you're waiting for them to do that and you don't know when to take your shots. Um, that that understanding that since I know where we can be, now you can start playing with that coordinator. That is something that is that we see in this player coming in. I see this kid um, seem to understand exactly what's going and take his shot, but they're calculated shots. Yeah. Um and and are those and when he's doing those type things, are those the type things? That, is he coming to the sideline? Is he is he uh, letting these guys know in the whole I'm about to do this? Is he that type player, the vocal player that is going to let guys know what's going on? He's going to put them in situations to where they can make plays that way. Uh, also. I think I think a great example. We're playing UCLA. Um, they've got an empty package, and, and he's basically playing man on the slot weak side, and. and uh, I don't know when it was, first or second quarter, they threw it. They completed a, a pass on him. And he came from the sideline, and, and he told me, he goes, Coach, I see it again. It's mine. And and lo and behold, in the fourth quarter, late in the game, on a pivotal play, 
he gets what would have been a pick six if not for a, a block in the back uh, off that same route, off that same concept. Um, so, yeah, you, you talk about calling your shots, he called his shot on that one. Yeah, and that was a huge play in that game, too, that, that led to the comeback. Um, yes, it did. For, it for, you, for, for you guys, Coach, I remember that very vividly, uh, actually being there at the Rose Bowl that night. Uh, sounds like you're kind of guy, E.D., um, <laughs> I, I, I love him. I love him. You know that. I said from day one when they drafted him, I love this kid. Awesome. No, if, we, if, if you could clone, everybody asked me, like in recruiting, what are you looking for? First of all, how a guy is wired. He's wired the right way. Um, I, I, and he understands the mentality of outwork your talent. I don't care if you're a four-star, five-star, three-star, whatever it is. You think you have a ceiling of talent. And the guys that understand that I've got to outwork that ceiling are the guys that are successful. He's that way. And then just as I think what you guys are going to be really impressed with is what type of young man he is and how he's going to represent the organization off the field. I, I say this, if my daughter was old enough and she said I want to date Calamella Funga, I'd tell my daughter, don't screw it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, that right there says it all that because it all. <laughs> because any coach that spends time in a in a room with DBs, you, you know, well know that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that you right, know, that you know what she says. Hey, Dad, I'm talking. No, hell no, you ain't talking. <laughs> oh, ladies, every every listener that that's gonna hear this interview understand that there is no no higher honor <laughs> than what you just heard right there from a DB coach. Because <laughs> there's some characters in that room, you know that. Ooh, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Craig, oh my goodness. Craig Nivar, USC Safety's coach, joining us here on the Believe in 49ers podcast. Coach, we appreciate the time. Thanks so much for the insight and the great stories as well. No, I appreciate it. I, I got to throw this out there because we're in Trojan land. Fight on. ED, I, I mean, look, obviously a little bit of bias on, on, on my part. Um, you know, I haven't watched Talanoa, you know, quite a bit uh, during his college days. Um but man, I mean that that was awesome. Obviously, some great insight there from from Coach Nivar. But it it just kind of speaks to just the player he is, right? And and if it like if this thing, I mean, you never know, right? Nothing's a no, nothing's a guarantee. But if if this thing works out, man, I mean, you're talking about you know maybe a special player, you know, on your hands, right? Uh huh. Uh huh. Well, I mean, you you look at it. You look. You, coaches are gonna are gonna always talk their players up. Now, they're not gonna be like I love marry my daughter or talk up. But yeah, that's they, next level. <laughs> that's next level. They're, that right there. That is definitely next level. Um, I've spent time with DBs. Uh, my daughter's not talking to any of them. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, um, <laughs> but I'm, I'm looking at looking at this guy, the playmaking. Um, I, you know, I wanted to know about understand how, like, how much football do you know conceptually? Um, because it's just a different language. You just got to learn a different language. You got to learn how to put, you know, um, um, when they're telling you, when they're telling you to go left or right, what, what, what language are they speaking? When they're telling you to be high or low, inside, outside, all these type things. So do you understand how to blitz and all these type things? If you haven't done it, it's not that you can't do it. You just have to learn how to do it. There's a skill, believe it or not, there's a skill to blitzing. Yeah. You can't. It's not. It's not just. It's not just. Uh, okay, just run in there and hope you get the guy on the ground. There, there's a certain skill set that you have to have, especially when you are a smaller guy, because you're going against giants. 
So you have to learn how to do these things. So the more you've done these things and experienced it and, and, and dealt with the angles and, and, and the leverage that you need to be successful, um, the, the sooner you can pick it up at the next level. So listen to him. He's got those things. He's done those things. He's been, Hey, we talked about the mentorship of, of, um, Troy and that mindset and creating that pro mindset. It's different being a really good college player and a really good pro is a completely different, um, way of thinking and work uh, load that you have to have in, um, and I like also what the coach was saying, like, this is a guy that he's he's prepared and comfortable in functioning when things don't go right all the time. Because we talk about that. It, it's not going to always go right. You're not going to always do things the correct way. So how do you respond? How do you fix it? How do you figure out a way to make that next play? Sounds like he's got all of these things, man. And what he already has on film last thing I got to say on the last what he already has on film is the ability to get the ball. Yeah. We need that. We need somebody that can get the ball. So I'm excited to see if this guy can come in and pick up on everything and do just that. Cause the, because the one thing, you know, I always talk about, you don't take a guy's job. Your opportunities are given and taken. The, the one thing, that makes a defensive back get an opportunity, make them give you an opportunity to yeah. be on the field, is grabbing that little brown baby. Yeah, you getting your hands on you getting your hands on that little brown baby. They gonna put you on the field. Four picks in six games last year. Uh, consensus consensus All American. Um, and, and pro- probably no pick bigger than the one that Coach Nivar talked about. That one uh, at UCLA. Um, Trojans were trying to uh, – there was a berth in the in the Pac-12 championship game on the line, and Trojans appeared to be uh, sort of – it just wasn't their night. It just just kind of wasn't their night, so to speak, it, it, it appeared. But that was a, a game-changing play and, and, and ended up being a huge come-from-behind uh, victory in that game for – uh, for USC, um, and then you hear the, you hear the comparison with with um Sandejo and, and Sandejo at you know one time one of the more sought after safeties in the league, right? And so, mm-hmm. um, and so obviously that that part right there is encouraging. But um, I mean, and and, and I, I just kind of echo what you said, like the ability to be able to 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 force turnovers, to create turnovers, and and, and I had a question I wanted to ask Coach in terms of like the versatility as well, like how much does that translate? But he he. He di- he dived into that and he touched yeah, on that yeah, part yeah. also as well in terms of like I mean we've seen him come up in the box we've seen him play deep you know we've seen him you know even play in the slot a little bit too as well and so you know how much of that translates and coach was very confident you know in that aspect of it as well um, but I mean you mentioned it right like coaches are going to talk up their players um, but from for him to hear that from other front office organizations in terms of the impact that he made, that Talanoa made, you know, during those meetings or whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think that, that just kind of speaks volumes to uh, to just him him getting it, right? Like just the understanding of concepts, the understanding of of uh, of what, what he's supposed to do, where he's supposed to be, what he's looking for, what he's looking to do, what he's looking to accomplish. And it sounded like those, those execs or, you know, front office people, coaches, whoever it was he was meeting with – Sounded like they just wanted to talk ball with them, you know. Um, it it, it seemed like it, it, was, it was that entertaining, it. yeah. 
Yeah, well, 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 that's that's one of the first things you're going to do is like how how much does a guy understand the game and especially at the safety position. Corners can come in and they make they don't necessarily have to know uh, football and concepts as well. You could teach them along the way because you could put a corner in a situation to where you just say, hey, you know, you got cat coverage. You, you know, you cover that cat yeah. out in front of you. Whoever, you know, we can put we can assign you a cat or. Whatever cat comes to your side of the field, you cover a cat. And we can limit the communication that's necessary. Safeties, as you just said, you have to be versatile. You're going to be in the box. You're going to be you're going to be playing high middle. You're going to be playing high quarters. You're going to have to blitz. You know, there are times that I'm going to put you down and, and you're going to be linebacker. You're, you're, you're going to basically replace one of our linebackers because we because you're playing against a 49ers with a George Kittle, who is really their number one receiver. And I got to put you down in the box. But now I'm putting you down in the box because you're covering this guy. But you also, the position that I have you in, you you got B-gap on the run. Yeah. So so you got to you gotta know. And then, and then I may be blitzing you through that B-gap or have you running some type of there, – there's a stunt going on in front of you. So you have to know. That that yeah, you're blitzing, but that line just called a stunt. So if you if you don't know what they're doing, you're about to run right up the back of one of our guys, and now we got two guys laying on the ground. That's not good. So all of these things come into play when you start dealing with safeties. Like how fast can they pick up what it is that's happening around them? So that's very encouraging to hear that this is a guy that understands more than just what he's doing. He understands football because th- that's the main thing. It's not just memorization of what the other players are doing it's as coach was saying concepts you show me something and i can tell you like he said the guy was saying okay this is what they're going to do with bunches this is what this is how you're going to do um with the slot because you you understand conceptually what everyone is doing and then it makes playing the game easier which makes everything slow down and once the game slows down you go back to utilizing your ability. You're no longer thinking. You're reacting because everything is just second nature to you. To you, that's encouraging. I can't wait to see this kid play. And he's got Troy Palomalo as a mentor too, which we mentioned earlier. That that can't hurt either. No, no. I mean, I mean, you could pick worse people to listen to right? if you're a safety. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Once again, special thanks to Coach Nivar for joining us. Uh, it wouldn't be the off season. Ed, if there wasn't some <laughs> quarterback jargon uh, getting spewed, it wouldn't be the Niners if <laughs> there wasn't. That's that's how I've been feeling about the last few years. Goodness gracious! But this a different type of discussion, right? This one mm-hmm. actually does not include uh, Jimmy G. Um, there was a, a proposed trade, if you will, out there mm-hmm. um, for the Niners and the Packers and Trey Lance going to the Packers along with a 2022 second and a 2023 second uh-huh. for Aaron Rodgers. Um, okay. And, Your and, thoughts? and this was getting kind of circulated. Well, well, I mean, first of all, if you make this trade, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you're giving up so much draft capital because you've already you gave up you swapped ones with the Dolphins, but you also gave up two additional ones and a third. Just, right? Let me just say, would you would you consider it? 
would you consider this trade? First of all, would you consider it? Oh. Or is it just a because I when I first saw it, everybody was like, no way, no how. I'm not doing it. Trades my quarterback. So, but would you? I would have to. I would have to consider it because Thank because you. Aaron Rodgers is the MVP. We we God bless him. We don't we don't know who or what Trey Lance is going to be. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, and and that's just facts, right? Like he he's not taking one NFL snap, and so I mean, for all we know, I mean, obviously we hope that that's not the case, but for all for all we know, you know, like the marriage with him and Shanahan just may not work, right? The fit the the, the fit may just not work. I mean, obviously, you now we've heard great things from from Coach Hedberg, and and uh-huh. and Kyle speaks highly of him, and mm-hmm. it looks like he's got the credentials, but I mean, there's a lot of you know, if you want to start digging deep into this, there's a lot of reasons why, you know, you can a lot of reasons you can point to why Trey Lance will be unsuccessful, right, if you want to play that game. And so um, Aaron Rodgers, obviously a little longer in the tooth, of course. Like, there's no getting around that. But, I mean, the dude, the dude, the dude is the MVP. Um, <laughs> I mean, you, 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 that, that has to carry some weight. Um, yeah, that does. So now this is, this is what I could do. Um, so would I consider it? Because I've, I've heard a lot of things and all this stuff. And you know how I was when they were talking about even, um, giving up three ones, making a trade three ones for Watson. And you know what I say? Nobody's worth well, wait, before, ones. before you finish this. So people were okay. saying they gave up three ones for Trey, which. No, they did. It's that's not, not true. That's not the case, right? Like you swapped yeah. ones. Yeah. Yes. You didn't give up three ones, so you you swapped ones and then you traded two additional ones, right? But yeah, you like, gave you gave you gave up okay. two you gave up what you gave up was two ones and a three. That's what you gave up. So you just swapped yeah, ones. I yeah. just so, so people just want to clarify right, that because that, people are throwing yeah, that every, out there like you gave up three ones for Trey Lance, and that's not really the case. No, that's not the case. So you gave up you gave up two ones and a three to trade up. That's what you did. It cost you. It cost you, and you. So you didn't. You. That's what it cost you, to to move up the draft. So now, when you were talking about giving up three ones for that, I said there's no nobody's worth three ones. I'm not giving up three ones. Now back to Aaron Rodgers because Trey Lance cost me two ones and a three. I can give. I am willing to give you Trey Lance and a two. That's what I would give you. Because now that means and that you one two. I'll give yes. I'll give you one two. I'm already giving you two ones and a three. I'm giving you two ones and a three for Trey Lance. Right? I'll give you a two. So now you got two ones, a two, and a three. That's that's basically what it's costing me for the MVP of the league for Aaron Rodgers. And I don't care what anybody says. Now, I, I you know I'm like, I think you can win with Jimmy. You can do all these all this stuff. Jimmy ain't Aaron Rodgers. So <laughs> so Facts. if you give Aaron Rodgers if you give Aaron Rodgers a running game that I believe that the Niners are going to have because they always have a running game. They haven't lost their running game coach. They're going to have a running game. And they invested in offensive linemen and running back. They're going to have a running game. You give him a defense. Bosa's back. All these guys are coming back healthy. Ken Law, everybody's getting better. You got Verrett is going to be that much better. All of this stuff. We, we just talked about. Um, Ufunga and, and, and things that you're doing, the guys that you're bringing in, you've invested in the secondary. We know we got a great linebacking core. So Aaron Rodgers is going to have a defense. Haven't they always said if Aaron Rodgers had a running game and a defense that 
that's a recipe for a championship. They've been saying that. So, so you get in. Rodgers, yes, he's long in the tooth. I think Aaron Rodgers can give you two more seasons, possibly three seasons at this level. And if he does that with a defense and a running game, I think the Niners have got a shot at winning a couple of Super Bowls during that. And would I get rid of Trey Lance and his potential for Aaron Rodgers and what I know I'm going to get with the rest of this club on their rookie contracts with the – Nick Bosa's, you know, and and you have you got B.A. and Debo on their rookie contracts. Kittle signed right now. You don't have to worry about any of what I. Yes. Yes, that's worth exploring. So I but I, I don't know if I like I said, I wouldn't give you the two twos in trade because that's a lot. Now I got two ones, two twos and a three. Involved in it. I got to get one. I got to give, give me one of those draft picks back. Give me one. Give me one of those twos back. You get this quarterback. If you really want him that bad, <laughs> if you want him that badly, that, that should be badly. That's an adverb. If you give him, if you want him that, if you want him that badly, you can have him. You can have him for that price. And I'm going to move on. And everyone that's like, Eric, you're out of your mind. E.D., what are you thinking? Trey Lance is my guy. I keep telling you guys, I don't want Trey Lance on the field right now. Yeah. Trey Lance is not as good as Jimmy Garoppolo. He's not as good as Jimmy Garoppolo right now. I'm not saying that he can't potentially be better. He won't potentially be better. But right now, he's not an NFL quarterback. He's not He's not a game-ready NFL quarterback. Aaron Rodgers is. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that. that's that's – that's a key point there. And then you look at who Rodgers will be surrounded by, right? And and you, you mentioned Kittle. You mentioned, you know, the wide receivers. I think collectively, I mean, obviously Devontae Adams is Devontae Adams, right? But I, mm-hmm. but, but yeah. collectively, yeah, yeah. this is a, a much stronger group than, than he has currently in Green Bay. Um, Agreed. As a, as Agreed. a whole, right? As a, as a group, as I a agree. Group. You, don't, you don't have that individual player. Um, that Devontae has developed into. But also, remember, Devontae developed into that player with Aaron Rodgers. Um, I think that B.A. can develop. I still think B.A. is going to be a really, really good one in this league. He looks like it. And with an Aaron Rodgers, the development and uh, that process will be expedited. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I mean, you, you pick up the phone for sure. I mean, you, you at least answer the call. Um, if if you're the Niners, um, because it's I mean, look, I mean the dude's the MVP, right? And, and and you got this 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 top defense that's that's returning, um, which will be without Jordan Willis for the first six weeks, by the way, because he he uh failed a drug test, but that part um you that got should the, never you, happen, people. You got this top defense that's returning, and you got the weapons offensively. The offensive line has improved. Uh, I mean, there's a lot around around Rodgers, you know, to go after to go after a Super Bowl uh, ring, you know, in each of these these next couple of seasons. So I I, I agree with that. I mean, it, look, if you get like if you get one Super Bowl out of it, I'm talking about one uh-huh. title. Like to me, that makes it worth it. Well, th- look at it this way, because this is the thing, and you just said it. You just touched on it. You beat me to it. Two ones and a three that you gave up for Trey Lance 
you get one Super Bowl out of it, everybody will say it was worth it. Yeah. If you if you have to tack a two onto that to get a Super Bowl, it's the same two ones and a three, and you got a Super Bowl out of it. It's worth it. Yeah. For it's worth it for Aaron Rodgers. You you there there is no question that you raise the tide level of the quarterback room exponentially if you put Aaron Rodgers in that room. So you have to explore that. If that if that's really the case and if they're really looking to part ways, if that divorce is coming from Green Bay and the Niners are a destination that he would like to go to and you can work that out um, and you can give Green Bay something because their their future quarterback they would have to find and they got somebody that they drafted that they obviously loved. Um, I've, I, I've heard some things about the guy that they're not crazy about uh, through the grapevine. I've heard that they're just they're not necessarily crazy about him. Uh, but you know, here's another here's another top five pick that you have an opportunity to give that chance to. He's a cold weather guy, um, you know, because you don't you don't play a lot of warm games in North Dakota. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so there. There are a lot of things that they can look at. I, I, you you have to explore that. That that's that's the one thing. And then we keep saying, well, this doesn't affect Jimmy. Well, yes, it does because Jimmy. Of course, you get rid of Jimmy if you got Aaron Rodgers. You oh, just yeah, get, yeah. you get rid of Jimmy. You you see what you can get for Jimmy. And that right there in itself. Remember, that's going to bring back some of those draft picks because you're going to get something for Jimmy. Yeah, you get something for Jimmy. Yeah, and so and, you look at it. So, you, so yeah, with worst case scenario, you're going to get a couple of twos or a two and a three or something like. You're going to get something for Jimmy, right there. Yeah. So so that's what you got to look at if if you're going to make this. And yes, I would let the rookie go for Aaron Rodgers with this current makeup of this team because this team is in. Super Bowl mode right They're now. They're built to win right now. Yeah, and, and to your right now, to yes. your point, like, well, I mean, they 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 play in the Fargo Dome up there in North Dakota. But to your point, like, he's used to cold weather. Like, he he's from Minnesota, yeah, right? So, you know, he 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 played his high school ball in Minnesota. So that that's right mm-hmm. there in 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 NFC North Country. Um, so yeah, I mean, that, he he absolutely is accustomed to playing in in, in that type of weather. And look, I know there's this, this huge love fest. In the Bay right now with, with, with Trey Lance, and he's the most popular guy in the Bay, you know, for this moment, for the simple fact that he hadn't taken a snap yet, right? And so um, until that happens, then, you know, we just don't know. But if, if you have this opportunity, uh, I mean, I, I say you jump on it, right? I mean, because you, yeah, you you have the chance to win. And, and, and Rodgers has been close here the last couple of years with a lesser supporting cast with this type of supporting cast around him, um, you know the, the odds say that he, that he would be he would be much better and, and much more equipped to get um, to get to that 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 uh to to get that get another Lombardi Trophy. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I say you do it. I say I absolutely say you go for it. Um, we'll we'll see though. I mean, this is this it's is speculation. Uh, this it, is the yeah, this is know. the land of. Uh, of Rumorville, and so um, that's just kind of where we are right now. Until Aaron Rodgers says this is where I'm playing, yeah, that's gonna stay open. And um, there are very there are very few guys that I would move Jimmy for right now. He's one of them. Yeah, and, and Rodgers hasn't quite said that yet, but 
We'll see. We'll see how this thing plays out. I mean, a part of me feels like he he's going to be in a Packers uniform next season. That's yeah. That's yeah, just, me too. That's just my gut. Um, but we'll see. Uh, but if he's not, then hey, John, Kyle, you guys got to pick up the phone. You know what I mean? You you got to. You certainly you certainly got to try to see if you can make a move for sure. Uh, special thanks to to Craig Nivar for joining us uh, earlier. Uh, in the pod, appreciate his insight on Talanoa Hufunga. Um, also, thanks out there uh, to all of you for listening. Make sure you continue to, to get involved with the show. We're on social media. I'm at R Haylock on Twitter. He's at underscore Eric Davis underscore. And on Instagram, I'm at Watch Ray Ray. He is at underscore Bump and Run. For my partner, Super Bowl champion Eric Davis, I'm Rashawn Haylock. This has been the Believe in 49ers podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. We will see y'all next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.